Hey, oh, today we are breaking down this like, hey, I get it. I too was drowning, still drown from time to time in this like despair of not being able to do dreams. And I'm not, I'm not getting out of here doing them and then just leaving other people. I'm not. This isn't like a, oh, I'm healed. Okay, podcast over. Because <laughs> it's a continued process. There are still days where I'm like, gosh. F. Why? Why not me? Why not yet? And I think I'm better understanding the why not yet? Why not me? Why didn't that work out? Like, I get it. I get I get why. And, you know, getting my first rejection letter from my first publishing company, which I submitted almost a year ago, um, I think just further ignited this passion to keep building boats for people who have dreams and help them create pathlines to those things. Period. And like, especially here where dreams dying seems to be an epidemic in rural Iowa, in Iowa, period. But it's not because it, I don't believe that it's because people aren't capable here. I believe that it's because there just isn't a enough people doing it. For us to understand and be connected to people who can help us learn and grow through there. And B. Because this isn't the mecca of anything, really. Farming, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. America needs farmers. What else are we the mecca of? Like, there are hot spots. And how do we create a hot spot for dreamers here? In rural Iowa. Just as important as the capitals of Iowa or as New York or as California. You can't tell me that only talented people live in those places. They gotta be everywhere. They just don't have access. They don't have sight lines. But they have ability. I truly believe that. So we're building boats, y'all. This is not the Hannah show and Hannah gets out and she just waves at everybody from the stage. No. Hannah builds boats and brings people up. Gets them out of the water. Gets them to stop drowning. Because she got herself to stop drowning. And I can't just survive all by myself. It wouldn't be worth it. Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. 
and finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes and rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Hey y'all, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Noss. This is where we do dreams. That is the subject matter. That is what we talk about every day. Uh, And like the process of going after something, the act of doing said dreams, which is what we want. And anything short of that, this is what I will say here, boldly. Let me just tell you, anything short of that leaves your soul hungry for more. It just does. And I talk to enough people on the daily. Yup. Yup. We're, we're professional at this point. Um, on the daily, pulling back from the things that they really want. Saying like, oh, that, that could never be. Oh, I wouldn't even know how. Oh, X, Y, Z, right? Fill in the blank. There are a million excuses for talking ourselves out of the things that we actually want in this life. There might be more. But a million to start. And I'm not here for that. Like, what is the path? What do we actually want? And let's start saying that so we can... Make a way there. We got to make a way there. And if we just keep saying like, well, this close, good enough. This, I I shouldn't want anymore. No, you should want more. You should want everything that you want in this life and you should get it. And if there is anyone doing that, which I'm guessing there's probably at least someone to base that off of somewhere in the history of the world, then why not you? Then why not you? And certainly you're going over a laundry list of reasons as to why not you. And I have the same list. And I still struggle with that same list from time to time. The list does not go away no matter how far you come. 
And that's why this isn't about this, like, toxic, let's just put a bunch of stuff and convince ourselves that we be- we're better than we are. This is actual action that will shift your beliefs, creating a culture where you go after what it is that you say that you want. And now, <laughs> actual things that can help you accomplish that, right? Like, local is a product-based business right now. That's how we started. That was the easiest to imagine and convey And now it is also a place where we can test things. The most amazing instance of that was yesterday watching a class be delivered by one of our um, product, one of our brand owners. And she delivered it and she had probably three key takeaways. And three key takeaways that I will just let you know could have not come from sitting and imagining what would happen on a couch. Guessing their way through this. Right? And even if it's three, you have enough to keep going. Even if it's one. Even if it's none, you keep going until you get one and then you continue to perfect and build, rebuild. My entire book was, my entire first book was basically built around the one person that was reacting to my podcast that first year. There were probably like one to two people who gave me actual feedback of things that touch them, of thoughts and ideas, and obviously my personal journey. And then when I put all of those things together, it's like, well, what was important to me? What connected to me? And then what connected to other human beings? What did they also experience? And was this just me? Mostly throughout the stuff that was just me and kept the stuff that was me and those two other people and wrote the book. You don't need the whole world to give you feedback. You need one to two people who are already interested and then you figure out and craft from there. We don't need the world. We need each other. We need someone to help us push ourselves past that, those limitations, those things that are holding us back. We need opportunities so we aren't the only one validating ourselves. We need people who are willing to clap in our corner and continue to build and create based on what we need. We need more people helping, period. And there are so many. Okay, this is my great thing. I'm going to go ahead and and just pivot into there so we actually get that done. I am so, so sorry. Uh, (laughs) But my great thing is that I'm coming back. Like, listen. If I build a business, then I'm coming back to help other people. This is not like Hannah build a business and then or absorb everyone to come and work for her business. This is like Hannah build a business and help other people build their own businesses because most people have the talent, the effort, the drive to build their own business, but we settle before we get there. And I'm not building something that does that. 
I want to take a couple people with me because y'all, I am swimming. But people who have that path in their heart, right? Not people whose path is to build their own thing. Like, you could do this. And I don't want to take you away from what you're capable of doing. I want to help you do that and do more of that. And so I, I'm coming back. Like I wrote a book and I refuse. And I saw a couple of people do this because what you should do now I know. And I, I had an inkling, but I didn't officially know, but now I do. What you're supposed to do so that you don't seem like an a-hole who just self-publishes a book, even though, listen, if you want to write a book, you can. On the other side of that, if you self-publish, certainly there will be people who are like all up in their own selves and going, oh, well, they just publish it on Amazon. Like that's an easy feat, which it isn't. It is not. Bringing a book to life on your own is not small cheddar. Okay? It is insane. First, you got to write an entire book. Now, if you're writing like a three-page book, cool. Not that hard to do. If you're writing, some might say, a 276-page book, how are you going to do that? How do you even do that? Where do you even write it? What do you even do? How do you even get started? What are you going to write about? How are you going to write that many words? It's all just going to seem like nonsense. Listen, there's a lot to figure out. and Self-publishing should not be written off as something that is easy to accomplish. But this is what I didn't realize. In order for you to not look like you just self-published your book, which people are starting to write off because anyone can do that, which anyone can do that, but like, it ain't easy. In order to not seem like someone who's just obsessed with yourself, what people will do is create a, a kind of faux publishing company, right? And then they'll publish their book under this publishing company and then have the publishing company do the press for it. So that it's not like Hannah Nuss is writing to you about a book that Hannah Nuss wrote. It's like way more official. Hey, this publishing company is writing you to about a book that Hannah Nuss wrote. Well, yeah, that sounds pretty official. Okay, I'm kind of in. Right? And if you're like a newspaper company or you're a whoever, 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 in. Yes, please. And... (laughs) (laughs) cool and there are a ton of people who have have figured out how to navigate that and then they do that and then they like help to themselves up and congratulations done and so then I thought well I should do that the next time that I publish a book and I'll probably republish my book and then I'll do that too. Like that sounds better than what I ended up having to do, which was like, Hey, I'm Hannah Nuss and I wrote a book about Hannah Nuss and (laughs) Hannah Nuss is awesome. And I don't know if you guys 
have heard of me, um, but I'm myself and I'm going to go ahead and promote myself and you should pay attention to it because I'm awesome. So any questions or right? Weird. But what you can do is obviously create the publishing company and I'm not creating that and only publishing my book. I know way too many people whose goals are to publish a book and I can help them figure that out. I am not letting people's dreams die because they can't, they aren't like friends with a friend of a friend who knows someone at a publishing company out in New York. Like that's not fair. And sure, there are like, millions of connections. And if everybody just had time to go on vacations all over the world, time and money, then they could get connected with these people and they'd have these connections and it would be super awesome. And then uh, a ton of people from here would have books published. But I like really want to pull a data map as to where published authors live and I wonder if we would see a rel. You know what? <laughs> Let's do that right now. And there probably isn't a map, but I'm going to look for one anyways. Author heat map. Gotta love me a heat map. Some form. Okay. Let's see. I'm not seeing what I want, but what I'm trying to pull from this map is really like, where do published authors tend to live? And I'm not saying that that makes that big a difference, but this is what I will say. My guess, because of this is what you hear, right? Like, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to build your network. You got to, you got to find the people. Um, you got to, you got to get, you got to, you got to get out there. And if you were only getting out there, that would be a full-time job. Like you might have to quit your actual job. And if you're trying to build a business, you may just have to meet people for a couple years before you do that. If you're trying to get outside of your industry. Now, if you're just leaving to like parallel and work with the same exact people that you already worked with and you had a good network there and you were a good standing professional, then that's pretty easy. You just reach out to all those people you know. But if you're trying to, to leap and do something completely different, you're going to be networking for a while. And it may benefit you more to network <laughs> to network everywhere that you possibly can. Everywhere. And if you're trying to do things like become a published author, it might help you to network in places where publishers, publishing companies, people who have done that before live. And I will tell you that um, rural Iowa is not necessarily the mecca of published authors. But if you think about like where heat maps exist or even 
like what happens to people who end up making it. Generally, they've met someone who has made it in that before. And that not only verifies, one, that it's possible, but two, that you're now connected to someone who has connections. And usually that's how this works. Okay. And I don't know how to tell you how much luck plays into all of that, right? And the ability to kind of pay your way there. Like if you can get yourself in those circles with people who are connected to higher people, then you'll probably get where you want to go. Now, if you can't, you're coming from this place of like, well, I don't have all the right people in the right places and I don't know what to do, how to do this, blah, 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 blah. Then you probably aren't going to get there and you might as well not dream at all and dreams are done and all, all hope goes out the window. And honestly, I think that all depression comes from not having a dream. Not being able to dream. Not being able to see your path forward. And if we don't have those things, then do we have a life at all? That's just asking the question. So my great thing, I'll wrap it, is we're coming back. This is not built. And I feel like that is so much of the pain of, and I think about that as I got my rejection letter from the publishing company that I pitched that I was certain was going to be the publishing company. I got it on Friday in my email box. Book request or book pitch rejection. Yes. And then I think about like all of those places that I was rejected that people were like, you aren't enough. You aren't you you don't qualify. And how did this rejection letter pose it? You have a great voice, but it doesn't fit what we're looking for. But hey, like if we're going to find any any silver lining, you have a great voice. Okay. And okay, we're going to dive into that further, but that's my great thing. Like I'm coming back. I'm not just building this for myself and like leaving everybody in my dust and going, hey, good luck to you. Love, love to see you find success too. Maybe I'll come back and do a mentorship program and talk to you for a week in a, in a group setting. Can't wait to see you then. <laughs> Thanks everybody. No, we're not building that. I'm not writing a book and then not turning around and teaching how, how other people can write books too. Like, I'm not doing that. If, 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 if people's dreams depend on their ability to do that, then I'm not just leaving them all by themselves because I did mine. And I think about how I, if, if the paths were different, I'm sorry, I don't know if I actually closed my great thing. Um, go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. If it had played out the way that I wanted it. Here's how this would have gone. Hannah Nuss does a podcast. Validates for the publishing company that like she can work. Because a lot of times in some of the classes that I've taken on finding a publisher. Because yeah, I, 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 I wanted to do that. Um, 
on the classes that I took, they're like, they just need to see that you'll actually do this, that you'll bring this book to life because so many people don't. And so you don't even have to actually have written the book. You just need a couple of samples of what you're thinking about writing. You need to have enough figured out about your book that you can sort of put together this pitch and convince them that you're capable. And so in my mind, having someone like, if you're going to check my records, cause you have no idea who I am. You just get this and you're like, Oh, oh yeah. Denver, Iowa. <laughs> of course there's a ton of authors that come out of there. Check in the right direction right away. Right. And again, you're just putting up this resume instead of being verified as an actual human. And so here's what you're trying to do. Put enough together to let them know in this black and white document that states that you are someone who's willing to work, worth the work, worth investing in. Here's the bullet points. Podcasted for four years straight, five days a week, almost 800 podcasts recorded half an hour each day on this subject matter that I am writing a book about. No, not enough. Seems kind of crazy, right? Okay. Next bullet point. Uh, um, uh, doing, doing it anyways, because I just want to write. I want to write. I believe in what I'm writing. I believe that this is, this is one of the bigger problems facing this like depression epidemic and people not feeling their lives and not feeling important or valued or connected to their life. This could, this could help. This could help heal. This is like, this is really important. So many people experience this loss of, of passion and excitement and engagement in life because the way that they saw their life playing out isn't the way that it actually played out and they never return back to the fact that they're still in control of that. This is the book that can fix that. And bullet point number three, like, I just, I promise... I can do this. I can, I can do this. I just need some, some guidance and someone to, to, to like, just come alongside me and, and just grant me a little bit of credibility. Cause I'm working really hard here, right? Like I can do this. I, I want to write, I want to write a book and I want to be published. And I want to be a, a New York Times bestseller. And I know you don't know me, publisher, publishing company, in the Midwest. So I felt like, ooh, even pull on their heartstrings even more. Because I actually write from the vantage point of a Midwesterner. Like, yeah. Huh? Those are the bullet points. Come on. And no. You don't have what it takes. We don't believe what you're saying. And maybe I could have wrote a better pitch. Maybe I could have done it a little bit differently. And just from feedback that I've gotten recently, like, try not to write things so desperately. But like, it is desperate. 
people are dying and depressed all over the world because they're not connected to their lives, to this fact that they can create something different, that they are still in control of their lives, that they could decide to change today. They could go after those dreams. And where I live, there's no clear sight lines. When I talk to people about, oh, yeah, you want to write a book? We could, you could write a book. Oh, I don't even know how I would do that. Like, I don't even know what I, I don't know. Yeah, because guess what? There aren't exactly published authors all over the place here in Iowa, right? And so maybe you have a cousin of a friend of a sister's brother's aunt who somehow landed a publishing deal. And when you talk to them, they're like, well, I mean, it was really by chance. And I just had a sister's cousin's brother's hairdresser's uncle's aunt's friend who contacted me, who I contacted. And then because of all of those connections, I was connected enough to like validate, to have someone speak on my behalf. Like, yeah, I kind of know them. Yeah. They seem like a good person. They could probably do it. Like, and that's it. But when you're just being judged off of bullet points. We see this everywhere. This isn't just specific to writing a book. This is everywhere, right? Those people who have that validation, that verification that they are this person tend to get the job over the people who don't have all of those things. And that's not in every single situation, but it definitely helps in most, right? I know of myself who had a very good character reference for someone. And they were like, I don't need to interview them. If you validate that they're good, then I'm good. They're good by association. And that just gets my head spinning as to why we don't create more situations, why more people don't come back and help. Dang it. And they'll come back to like teach and instruct and come back from this ego place where they're like, oh, I'm holier than all now. And you give me your money and I will grant you some sort of maybe kind of not really any validation or grant of credibility because I don't really know you. And even if you got to know them, they would still be like, Ooh, I don't want to, I don't want to trust my voice to that. I don't know if I can do that. Then you're not helping. And it has just driven me far too mad. And I guess I've been mad about the same things, probably this entire podcast, and I'm not standing for it. And I'm going to create something that does go back and make these things possible. And I'm not going to keep just teaching and instructing because it's not helpful. Like we've learned enough. And the only way to learn is to do. And so we will do school everything. We will do the things that we want to do because it really is the only way to get where you want to go. Oh, I don't know what I would write about. Well, have you asked people what they want to read about, what they want to learn about, what interests them, what their why is for being interested in that subject matter whatsoever? Do we know? 
what people are fighting against? What's hurting them? What's helping them? Do we know any of these things? What does that sound like? What are their pain points? What do we write to? What do we speak to? What do we keep going after? I knew from the validation at one table that I sat at that the death of a dream is a painful subject matter and that that was a great place to start for me. Now, I didn't get glowing feedback from the death of a dream being the direction that we went in, but it didn't matter. I knew based on the people who had experienced that, that that touched things, made people uncomfy and trust all of my work makes people uncomfortable because it is. So many of us are like, oh yeah, I mean, this makes me happy-ish. I mean, this isn't what I would do, but I mean, it pays the bills and I'm here and I'm satisfied-ish, right? And we're sort of skating away from the fact that this isn't it either. And maybe, right, like I read in my book, maybe the next car, the next house, or the next however we keep up with the Joneses and put it in everybody's face that we are better than them, maybe that'll make us happy. Well, it just, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's a never-ending cycle of never feeling satisfied, but trying to convince yourself that you are, and it's not true. And if we aren't doing our dreams, then essentially life is just a rat race to buy more than the other person. And if we're losing that race, then hopefully we can drink more than them. Or drug or whatever. And that's not from a judgment place. That's from a true place. Like eventually you have to numb those voices. You have to silence them so much that they don't come up. So hopefully there's a drug for that. And there actually are a lot of drugs for that. And that's a part of the problem. This is not a chemical imbalance. This is a proper response to not doing things that set your soul on fire. And if you aren't doing those things, then it is alarming your body to attack itself. This doesn't feel right. I don't feel myself here. This is not what I would be doing if I had a choice. I don't have a choice. And your body's going, yes, you do. And you can do this. And you are strong enough. And I do have what it takes. And so mind, get yourself around this. And you just go, nope, mind, you've gone crazy. We can't just do whatever we want in this life. Think about all these things. And your mind is just like trying to control you and your heart's just beating out of your chest like please do anything that is going to ignite fire again I am slowly dying and your brain is going no we couldn't do that that's too crazy listen you have to do something you can keep numbing it away but I promise there is nothing strong enough to numb it all the way There is something calling you to act in your life, especially if you keep coming back here. And we're going to build things to help come back and pull you up with me. Because this is not Hannah does her dreams and everybody else gets to die. This is Hannah does her dreams and she comes back with a boat. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep 
bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.